All right, welcome to the Grace Church Conversations podcast, a weekly resource to help you apply Sunday to Monday. I'm Jared. And I'm Craig. And we're in a little bit of a different place than we normally are. We are. You know what? We lost the studio tonight. It's sad. I mean, I was... It's a good reason, though. It is a very good reason. Yeah. This is just another reminder to everyone out there. Uh, We were talking about the fact that when we come here on differing days to record the podcast, we always see new people that we've never seen before. And... Uh, yeah, lots of people are, you know, are able to be served by our extra space at the church. And it's, it's exciting to be able to host different ministries, different churches, that sort of thing. So pretty exciting. But yeah, we got kicked out of upstairs. We did. Well, we chose to leave. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. No one, they were playing music. Yeah. You know what? If you don't know, um, if you were here on Good Friday, uh, then there was a beautiful moment where we had, uh, the pastor, uh, bond from the Korean church, which meets in our auditorium in the afternoon, Sunday afternoon. He read a scripture in Korean because some other folks joined us for Good Friday. And then a new church, which is a Portuguese-speaking church that had their launch last Sunday, their official launch. And uh, they right now are meeting up in the loft, but they've got a lot of folks who are going to end up in the auditorium on Sunday nights. And so... Um, they're up there playing music because they're, mm-hmm. they're worshiping. So is, I mean, three languages here on Sundays yeah. and uh, three churches that are, I, I know both these pastors, they are wonderful men. And we just have, feel like we've got a great relationship with them. And so anyway, we're recording on Sunday night. We normally do Monday nights, which is never an issue or Tuesday nights. Don't we? Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday, nights, Tuesday. Yeah. So we're on uh, Sunday night for a change. So we, um, we didn't want to battle the sound. Uh, yeah, so we, we figured moved. you guys would prefer not to have drums yeah. in the background. But all that's to say is it might sound a little bit different because our setup is a little bit different. But that's okay. Um, but it's totally cool. And, you know, yeah, to that point on the differing languages and stuff, it's yeah. really cool that not only, uh, you know, is this a place where multiple churches can meet and mm-hmm. um, and join together and celebrate Christ, but it's it's an expression of so many different languages and yeah. so many different cultures and stuff, I which is it. really cool. I think it's really, uh, I think it's cool really, too. So great. Anyway, so man, so today was a, a good Sunday. Uh, you got a nap in. I did. Yeah. It's Sunday That's night. Good. Usually I get a second wind Sunday evening. Yeah. Sunday afternoon. I'm usually pretty toast after uh, Sunday morning. Yeah. So it, it's yep. wild. I, it, I, it's crazy how draining Sunday mornings can be in yeah. a good way, yeah, yeah. not not in a bad way, but yeah, especially you know if if I'm leading worship or I you yeah. know I can't imagine preaching two services yeah. and then you know yeah I'm sure you're zonked usually. Well, I can't imagine having to listen to it twice if you're leading worship. You stick around <laughs> a couple of times, so it's easier to speak it than to listen to some guy do it. I remember your ten points way better. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> All 10 of your points. Yeah, that's great. Just kidding now. Cool. Well, we did get a few questions yes. in. Um, <laughs> this first one is really funny. Okay, here we go. So here's the first question we got. I love to listen to this podcast every week when I mow my yard. My dilemma <laughs> my dilemma is I don't know what song to transition from the podcast to mowing the rest of my yard when the podcast is done. Can you help me pick? <laughs> this person gave us four options. Okay. One, I Will Survive <laughs> by Gloria Gaynor. Nice. Two, Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. Nice. Three, I Wish It Would Rain Down by Phil Collins. Mm-hmm. And four, The Long and Winding Road yeah, by The Beatles. By The Beatles, yeah. You know... I, all of those are, are good. Now, I I mean, I had some thoughts, uh, you know, I will survive. It, it almost expresses, you know, w- multiple emotions that he's feeling if he's going to listen to the song uh, right after our podcast is done is 
in some sense, maybe he feels abandoned by us, and so he needs to build up his confidence and be. say, I'm strong, and I don't it need, I don't need this podcast. I don't need Craig no, and Jared. I'll I'm, make it. I can face this I can yard face the rest on my of it, own. Yes. I don't need your help. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm. Not, I'm going to change my podcast app so that it doesn't even update with no, future that's podcasts. True. I could see that. Um, you know what? What are your thoughts on that one? Well, first of all, the podcast is usually about thirty minutes. Yeah. And so I'm guessing this person doesn't live in Frisco because every yard I've seen in Frisco <laughs> is so small that it could be mowed in 30 yeah, minutes, that's right? right? Yeah. Twice, probably. You could get the edging in, too. Oh, I'm sure. I think in 30 minutes. Yes. So this must be someone who lives in Prosper out on Acreage or something. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, first of all, that, that's the first thing I'm that's a really good surmising about this individual. Yeah. Um, but, well, I, I like the list. I also think I'm dating this person, too. I think this person is around probably closer to my age than yours because of the song selection there, yeah. perhaps. Uh, or it could just be an audiophile who's 20 years old and knows songs. Yeah, from exactly. Yeah. But I, I would go with, uh, I don't endorse their lifestyle. I don't know much about them, but I, I would go with Welcome to the Jungle. Yep. Because the music of that is, uh, it, it's sort of more motivating to me. I need, I, I need if I'm doing yard work, I need something that's uh, a little more raucous mm-hmm. um, than Glory, Gloria Gaynor. Um, yeah. That's no offense, true. or even Phil Collins. Uh, and the Beatles might work, but that's a very mellow, that's a very mellow song. It falls asleep. Sure, uh, sure. So on that one, so Long and Winding Road. So I would go with uh, Welcome to the Jungle. I mean, mm. you, it, it has to do with your, your cutting your grass, so it has that sort of feel of, uh, you know, a, a sort of a jungly, uh, jungle type event. That, yeah. And, and it's just more, it's rock and roll. So yeah. that's what I would listen to for yard work. And uh, But lest anyone judge me, mm. uh, I'm not endorsing everything about Axl Rose. Okay? Sure. So everybody take just take a deep breath. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I, and I agree with that. You know, Welcome to the Jungle. It really, uh, it kind of, uh, I mean, I get the feeling that this person, they say they mow their their yard every week, but if they can consider it a jungle, I'd, yeah, that's true. They've been dropping the well ball. said, yeah. And if you need survival to get it through, so yeah. oh, very good. But I like I love the question, and you know what else I love, Jared? That someone's just kind of opening up and sharing their lives it's with true, us. Yeah. They're telling us like where they listen. Well, to the this podcast. is vulnerable. Yeah, this is, this I, is, I, I mow. They're, they're telling honest. us something about yeah, themselves. Exactly. And, uh, yeah. I appreciate that. that yeah. Those are the most special questions yeah. that we can get. No Here is one where someone's really being honest, really being vulnerable. And here's my and life. really opening themselves yeah, up to critique, like we just said. You know, you're dropping the ball on your lawn. No doubt. Your lawn is Absolutely. a jungle every single week. So. Right. Well, I had a song recommendation, and I've never even heard of this person. And maybe someone out there is going to say, oh, you've never heard of this person? How dare you? You must not listen to good music. But Walker Hayes, whoever that is, wrote a song called Craig. I know this song. Do you? Yes. Yeah, it's a great song. Yeah, I was listening I to it. I heard this like, song. This is... Play this in my absence. It really... And, uh, <laughs> remember me. Uh, it remi- it I reminded be a me Craig. of you. There's a whole like movement about this. There's like a shirt. There's like... Some, I think it says what it says. I'm, it, really? Be like Craig or yeah. something like that. My wife has that shirt. I need to get that shirt. Yeah, I'll get it for you. This is a... It's a great song. We it's, thought about selling it at the... Uh, it's, it just seemed a little bit... It seemed <laughs> at, a little too celebrity your, pastor to sell at the resource center. <laughs> We were going to sell it at the resource table, but it felt a oh little slim. Yeah, isn't it good. called "Be Like"? Oh, no, it's literally just Craig. Yeah, it's about a guy, a pastor who helped him, yeah. etc. Yeah, he's a country singer. Uh, but the reality is, I think the shirt. I'm, my wife's going to die because she wear it's. I, she bought the shirt. I think it says "Be Like Craig" or something yeah. like that. It's a red shirt. It wouldn't surprise letter. me. I mean, a song like that is very. Yeah, the I feel like people would get behind yeah, that. And that's be right. Like, oh, this is something. Well, that's good. Anyways, well, yeah. thanks. Yeah, for sure. So, anyways, I recommend you listen to that song. You know, because it's Walker Hayes. I would imagine when the podcast ends that that 
outro music fades, and you're just thinking, we don't have the licensing, you can't put that on No, we can't. I I wish that we could, but I just imagine whoever this person is, they're mowing their lawn, they're having a a really great time with you and me, and then we leave them, and they're probably feeling heartbroken, kind of lonely, sad, um, you know, with their lawnmower, Um, and so if they could just kind of enjoy a song that reminds them of you that would i mean oh it, it, not that's, only is it your name but yeah, also when i was listening to it i was just like this this, this guy really, helped him out he's actually a pastor yeah, yeah. exactly this it's, captures kind yeah. of you know how you know you tend to be never let it be said that at this church in this podcast we elevate any individual we're all about <laughs> <laughs> the only reason this is funny is because we try to be very anti-celebrity oriented or uh, pr- yes. pr- promoting anybody so that's anyway, true there we go so and what was your website and your merch <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Well, hopefully that I, you know, whoever this person is who asked this question, I really hope that us discussing, I hope sure. it really ministered to them and was meaningful yeah. to them. And and we have some content today too, right? That's true. We do. If you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening we have some real we content. For okay. You. Okay. So here is our next question. Uh, and it's definitely a serious one. Here we go. So this is a difficult question and one I ponder more and more with the reoccurring shootings in our country. In Sunday's message, there was the real-life example of a young student laying down his life for his classmates. But how do we believers rightly weigh out our rights, uh, as in the Second Amendment, uh, within this country and what Jesus teaches in John 15, 12 through 17? Yeah, well, let's let's jump right in. Um, you know, from the light to the to the really profound. I I I, I may I may not get at what this person's asking because I wasn't. I would love to ask them a follow up question just right. to make sure I understand because they refer specifically to the passage we talked about, which was about love and laying down your life. So I yeah. think what they're talking about is being willing to lay down even one's uh, rights, perhaps, or I, I, I'm not sure. Maybe they're saying, "Hey, do we?" It's great that we honor heroes that give their lives in when there's an active shooter in a yeah. context. But is should we be looking at something else yeah. as well? Should we, you know, uh, it's kind of it's great that we have thoughts and prayers, but should yeah. we should we be trying to solve the problem? I, I don't know if that was part of it, but I, I kind of wanted to go thirty thousand foot on that question because because it was this person's question and not my comment that tied it to the Second Amendment. And um, I, I think one of the most serious issues facing evangelicals in our country, and I, I talk about this some, but I, I probably should talk about more, is the blurring of the kingdom of America with the kingdom of God. And even the fact I would say that risks someone being offended by, by even <laughs> yeah, that. Sure. So uh, patriotism is can be a good thing, um, but... I want to say can be a good thing because patriotism is defined as devotion to one's country. And I think while it may be good to be patriotic, we have to be careful because devotion, that's a worship word. Mm. And it's very easy to slip into idolizing our culture, idolizing our history um, or the narrative that we choose to believe about our country, um, idolizing our laws, Mm. idolizing our way of doing things, idolizing our rights. I mean, I think we can idolize a lot of things about our country and and make it very much like equating it with the uh, kingdom of God. And I think that can blind us to some of our weaknesses, our faults. Um, And the challenge is that we can very subtly, and sometimes not so subtly, begin to equate our way of doing things in the U.S., or our our rights and governance Mm. with the kingdom of God. And um, so uh, I was recently at an event and um, someone, I, I don't know their heart, very likely they're far more godly than I am, but the, they made a comment that uh, 
it has troubled me deeply. The person was saying that the, I don't even know where they got this, but they were saying that the word America comes from two different words. And I don't know from what language, but they were saying these two different words of America, the Amer and then the RIC, two different words or something like this mean one of the words means God and one of the words means kingdom. And they were saying, then they said, quote, America is the kingdom of God. And this was the greatest blurring of those lines overtly mm. that I've ever seen. I mean, it was nationalism as idolatry. I don't know what else to say right. because the kingdom of God is every nation, every people, every tribe, mm. every tongue. And uh, we, we're submitted in our allegiances to the kingdom of God primarily. And secondarily, we're grateful and try to be loyal citizens where we are. We're grateful for our country and our yeah, heritage for sure. So anyway, um, we want to just be careful that we're not buying into a narrative. And some of it is buying into a narrative that that kind of describes the founding uh, of the U.S. almost like the planting of a church or something. <laughs> and it's just not. It's just sure, not that yeah. way. So yeah. um, back to the question, I, I would just say I value the Second Amendment. Um, and, uh, but I value the teachings of scripture more. We have to value the kingdom of God more than we do, um, you know, anything that we would appreciate about our own country. And I, I believe that, um, it's, it's certainly worth, I think it's worth asking questions about a lot of aspects of our popular culture, our national culture, um, our political culture. I think it's always worth asking the question, not as a cynic, but just to check our hearts. Yeah. Is this, does this represent scripture? And so when it comes to something like the Second Amendment, um, I, I don't uh, at all default to the position that that's, that's a biblical value or that that's taught in scripture. I think it's worth asking um, right. if I have a thoroughly pro-life ethic, um, is it worth at least having a dialogue uh, about the question? Is it a valid question for someone, a Christian, to bring up that yeah. there would ever be any kind of limitation placed on the type of uh, firearm that a person could own? Um, is it worth asking, should citizens be armed uh, like military? Is that uh, is that a biblical value and right? Do we see Jesus advocating for that sort of a thing or talking about how his citizens, his citizens of the kingdom in the first century relate to Rome and all this kind of stuff? So I'm not really weighing in. I'm asking a question that sounds yeah. like I'm stating my viewpoint, sure. but I'm really I'm really not. Yeah. I'm really just saying, I'm, as it, uh, it should, are we confusing something that's biblical with something that's American? And here's, Jared, here's a test case that I think is valuable to use because we don't know, you know, we're just blind. It's, it's like the, you know, this famous story about the fish I've shared before on here and the fish in the water that doesn't know they're in water because we just don't see things. Yeah. So one of the things that's been helpful for me to ask is, is a particular conviction I have in, in this, in this case, uh, broad, broad gun rights with, with very little limitation on it or something like that is, is the conviction I have rooted in the kingdom of God or the kingdom of my culture, or the kingdom of America, we might say. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's a test I use. How do God fearing believers from other countries view this issue? Yeah. Doesn't mean they're right. Sure. But it's a fair question because we both serve Jesus. We both read the same Bible. You live in a very different political culture, a very different all kinds of culture. So how do you view this? So for instance, um, God viewing, God fearing believers from other countries, especially poorer countries, also often if they visit the U S or see things about us, they don't have a category for the kind of materialism that we're comfortable with. So yeah. they go, I read Jesus. And then I look at the American church and I'm pointing to me right sure. here. I, I look at the American church and I say, wow, the, 
you guys seem so materialistic. I mean, the average evangelical gives like one to two percent of their income away, at mm-hmm. least to the church. I don't know about total. So mm-hmm. they look at that and go, you know, I, I gave the last shirt, I, you know, gave the last meal I had to, you know, somebody or whatever. So that would be an example. They look at us and go, do you see that, man, the rest of the world, this Christian doesn't view this this way. Or another example would be we are, we have an extreme individualism in our culture. And so there'd be people, Christians from other cultures going, wow, you just like, and I did this when I got out of college, but you just picked up and moved away from your family. Like we view our obligation to, we live with multi-generate, multiple generations in the same home. And we have a value for community and family and building in this way. Whereas your individualism says, follow your dream. That doesn't, follow your dream doesn't seem like to them, really, for us, it's like, what is the place of... Um, the community, what's good for the community, what's good for my family, not what do I get to do. Right. So that's a great example. So if I apply the same thing to things like arms and the right to bear arms, um, which I'm not critiquing the right to bear arms or, self, or <coughs> I'm not critiquing hunting or self-defense or anything like that. Yeah. But when I've, and I've engaged with believers in, in, in the Western world, the rest of the Western world, Christ, most of the rest of the Western world that are Christian do not view this issue the same way we the Americans do. Hmm. So it doesn't mean they're right. Uh, means their murder rates are lower, but it doesn't mean that doesn't mean that they're right and we're wrong. <coughs> but it just means that Christians reading the same Bible raised in a different environment aren't viewing things exactly like we are. So all I'm trying to say is, which is not a deciding factor of the scriptures, all I'm trying to say is that makes me scratch my head. Yeah. Individualism, um, uh, you, you know, materialism, mm-hmm. um, and then sort of what are, what are, what are my, what are my rights or, yeah. or whatever. So it, 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 the person's ask, I, if the person's asking as Christians, should we have a discussion about any kind of limitations on uh, what kind of arms we we have a right to in this country, or um, is it instantly going to? Are we instantly saying I have that right, and we're standing on that just as like it's equal to the inerrancy of Scripture, the Trinity, the deity of Jesus? These things we <laughs> should be willing to die for, you know. Sure, sure. So th- th- that's how I kind of look at that. I'm not going to give an answer of what I think about that, and and I, yeah. and someone may misread what I'm even saying. I'm being intentionally a bit provocative because I yeah. just think that in this especially in this in the bible belt um among conservative christians which we're a pretty theolog we're a theologically conservative church um yeah if not politically and we're not advocating for political conservatism necessarily on all issues for sure but yeah. we are advocating for theological conservatism yeah. and i just don't see theological conservatism equating with um certain cultural or uh, certainly mm-hmm. not economic, not necessarily economic or political conservatism. So we need to be able to have this dialogue and not yeah. freak out um, with uh, either someone who is really anti-guns or someone sure. who's a card-carrying member of the NRA, right. but both are Christians. We, we've got to be able to center around Jesus and have a reasonable dialogue about yeah. this. And, uh, and you know, I, I don't know the solution to mass shootings. Nobody knows what's the absolute solution. Yeah. Uh, but... And, and I think because I think it's complex, I think it's a very complex yeah. issue. Um, but I, I, if that's what the person's asking, I think we ought to be able to have a dialogue about that. And yeah. uh, if that's not what the person's asking, next question, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I wish I could talk to them. Yeah. Uh, but I, 
I, and prayer is so important, really. Yeah. You know, I don't want to just hyper be hyper spiritual here, but right. really praying for the safety, praying for the eradication of violence. That's what Habakkuk was praying to God about. Lord, there's violence in our country. Yeah. And, and, and that that is the people of God. That is the nation of Israel at that time. That is very different than the nation of America. That was a theocracy. And yes. so uh, yeah. we're a secular nation, but that was a yeah. theocracy. Yeah. So that's a long answer, but I don't know. I, I think it's, I think we've got to be able to have that conversation and it can't divide us. I mean, yeah. this is a divisive topic. And oh, in, our, sure. in our own church, we'd have very different views on yeah. it, I'm sure. Um, and I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not trying to say that one way is right or the other, but I, I do think we have to reason with scripture and not um, historical um American values. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's helpful. First of all, sorry about all the coughing and stuff. I'm still getting over uh, a cold kind of thing. No, I cough every week, but this week I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, you're doing, you gave it to me. I did. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, no, I was going to say, uh, I I think that's a really helpful, uh, answer, you know, not getting super specific, but kind of asking some questions to get us thinking, because I think, um, I think the temptation is, uh, to, you know, you, you know, I've made my decision on this on this yeah. topic, and you know, there's no point in revisiting it. But really, I, um, you know, I I think that with at least personally, this is where I've been. Sure, is that we continue to hear more and more stories of of different shootings happening and stuff, um, and. And I found I, I've grown up with guns. Sure. I've grown up uh, leaning more towards Second Amendment rights sure. for sure. And um, you know, I've found a temptation in my heart when I hear a story about a shooting. Yeah. Uh, like uh, more instead of it instantly being grieved and thinking, yes. "My goodness, what can yeah. we do to save lives?" Yeah. There's been a temptation to say, "Uh oh, liberals are going to take yeah, the guns. Sure. They're going to sure. use you sure. know." And so that's so evil to, to, uh, hear about tragic violence like that and think political and think, you know, exactly. And, um, and so that's just in my heart. And, and I think there's, there's room here to, to repent of that, Mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, people like me who, who have tended towards, uh, you know, leaning towards self-defense and second amendment rights. But I guarantee that there's people across that aisle who, yeah. who maybe are thinking political too, instead of thinking like, okay, yeah, first absolutely. of all, let's mourn, yeah, let's yeah, grieve. Let's mourn, yeah. Um, and let's prefer the yeah. lives of others over our rights. Yeah, sure. Um, the other thing I was thinking about is it's so often that I think we tend to equate, you know, constitutional rights with biblical, you know, God given rights mm-hmm. where I, I think that many of the rights we enjoy here in this country are God given absolutely They're human rights, but I don't think and drawn from principles <clears throat> of scripture many of them. Yes, you know, exactly. Not all, yeah, many, exactly. Yeah, sure. uh, you know, the law of the land, the, the founding of our country was based around a uh, Judeo-Christian worldview, yeah. largely. S- largely, yeah. Certainly, largely. certainly religious people. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, you know, th- so many of the rights that we enjoy, sure, we are, you know, are, are founded on scripture. And that's, that is to say, I, I think there are many people who can make a a cogent argument from scripture for being able to to carry a gun for self defense, or there are legitimate sure. uh, you know arguments there. Um, but I, you know, I just wonder. You know, it's gotten to a point where I, I just wonder if like there's is this a matter of idolatry? Mm-hmm. Is this something? You know, one of the scenarios I, I've run through my mind is you know. If 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 they could if if someone could guarantee that if I gave up my Second Amendment rights that no more people would die in shootings, would I be willing to give up my guns? You know, is is that something that I would say? Yeah, 
I mean, no one can make such a guarantee. Sure, of course. Uh, but, it, you know, when I think of, of someone coming and saying, okay, we're, you know, you're going to have to give up your firearms. Am I, am I celebrating the, the, the protection of life that's happening there? Mm. Or am I saying, you know, no, don't take my guns kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know, so I just, it's complex and I don't want to, sim- you know, sure. make it simplistic. Uh, kind of, you know, what you were saying, it is complex. There's so many different angles, especially the solving issues of, of different shootings and crime. And all Mental health. There's a lot of issues. All of that stuff. But I do think that, you know, we, we can tend to prefer our own American rights over, you know, over life sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's worth looking at for sure. And yeah. I think the other thing is we have to wrestle. We tried to do this in the Sermon on the Mount. And I think we talked about this subject maybe when we did the Sermon on the Mount. But just the whole aspect of Jesus and peace and, and yeah. um, you know, the, the there's a whole line of historical people. There's a historical line as well of uh, Christians who have really taken more of an approach to... Um, you know, uh, have interpreted, and we talked about this, but kind of even to the turning of the other cheek, I don't think it's primarily about this issue. Right. And I said that at the time, but there's something principally about, uh, trusting God with our lives, uh, there that, that there's, so there's an argument there that people have made as well. So I just think we have to hear that. We have to listen to that. And the person who's very, uh, anti-gun, if I could say it that way Mm -hmm. for, um, you know, they have to be able to listen to the person who uh, who takes that right uh, seriously and values gun ownership yeah. for themselves. Absolutely. And then I think the person who does uh, is a gun guy, which I don't think you quite said you're that, but leaning that direction. Then I think that person as well uh, has to do what you're doing, has mm. to be circumspect and has to. We all have to do that. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, probably that probably covers it. But yeah, it's a great sure. question. And um it's great. Absolutely. And uh, thank you for sharing that story. I think that really helped uh, kind of illustrate sure. what you're talking about in the sermon about other-centered love so much to the point that you're willing to lay down your lives for your friends. That's what yeah. Christ has done for yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. And I think the the story of— The biblical was, ethic is about laying down our lives, yeah, not yeah, grasping exactly. them. It's not yeah, grasping exactly. them. That's <laughs> I mean, the biblical principle. Yeah, that is, a, that is another— uh, <clears throat> That was the text we were talking about. <clears throat> yes, yeah, thank that, you for bringing that up. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. We got—that's uh, all the questions we have, but— I thought what we could do, uh, because today is, uh, is the beginning of Ramadan, yeah, uh, a holy month for Muslims, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I thought about the fact that, I mean, gosh, we have a mosque right down the street yeah, from us. Right. Um, you know, you have uh, become friends uh, with the imam there, right. and, and you've introduced me and, said, right. you know, a bunch of other people from our church to, yeah. to that mosque and those people there. And kind of open a dialogue there, which has been really cool. But I wonder if you could speak to uh, this uh, kind of this opportunity. You know, is there an opportunity here for us uh, as Christians in Frisco, Texas, where there there are a yeah. lot of Muslims here sure. uh, to be a blessing to them? Yeah. To uh, to I don't know if there's a special opportunity for this month of Ramadan for them uh, that we can you know love them well. Yeah. Um, you know, I, do you have anything? Well, I loved when you you always send me the questions, and so I think I texted back to you today. Uh, you know, let's let's mess with evangelicals. Let let's question. Let's say, can we have a dialogue about guns? And maybe at least I introduced the idea of scaling back what you could ultimately own. And if that's not, let's talk about loving Muslims because evangelicals, <laughs> I'm convinced. Uh, and, and I think there's statistics to prove this. We are not good at loving Muslims. Yeah. And um, 
So anyway, I think Ramadan is a great opportunity to uh, love your Muslim neighbor. And I, I want to share a few thoughts about that. So I, you brought this up. You said, hey, you want to talk about Ramadan? I, I think that's great. Um, there, there's a pastor in uh, Keller named Bob Roberts, who I've really appreciated. He pastors a church called Northwood Church. Uh, I think that's the name. But anyway, he has done a lot to um, to sort of lead um, even Baptists and evangelicals together, uh, but um, meaning Southern Baptists, but broader than Southern Baptist uh, folks into um, relating with Muslims. And he shares a statistic from research, and I don't have the study, but uh, I trust him. He, he was saying that a study was done uh, that I think he said 57% of evangelicals shared in the study, they have a negative opinion of Muslims. So mm-hmm. their, their baseline opinion of Muslims is negative. And he said the only group higher with a negative opinion of Muslims in the U.S than evangelicals was evangelical pastors. And so based on that, he's really tried to get Muslims and uh, pastors to build friendships. Um, Without, I mean, he's an exclusivist. He believes that the only way to heaven is through Jesus Christ. And so, uh, as we are as well. So um, I I feel like this is an area of prejudice we must address. And I don't think we're doing, I don't think the evangelical church is doing great uh, at, at dealing with racism. I think mm. there's a lot of um, uh, people with my background that look like me that are trying to not deny there's any problem with that. Mm. Uh, and at points which I, I th- so I think we've got it, I think we've got ground to take. Uh, with racism, but I would say we've got significant ground to take as well with sort of bigotry and uh, Islamophobia, and I think it has to be uh, addressed. And I think it has to be addressed from people who say, um, we believe Jesus is the only way, but so why do we not befriend and love everybody? I mean, that doesn't, love is, we talked about that this morning, love is the mission. The mission is to love people that don't believe that. Yeah. Uh, And and not to say, oh, you believe something different. And um, I think this is something to to really uh, address. I think it's something to address in our culture. And I think that we're we're largely unaware. Uh, We had a Muslim family over for dinner and uh, we were just able to ask some very frank questions of them. Uh, it was fantastic. Just able to add. It was a great experience learning because I didn't know we had to go. We went to a, uh, a halal market to buy because we had to buy certain stuff that we, you know, we know yeah. Ginger doesn't cook halal right. normally, but it was fantastic. You know, the dietary, that's the dietary restrictions for Muslims. Yeah. But I was profoundly affected by asking questions of a middle school girl in their mm. family, their middle school da- daughter who wears a hijab, yeah. the head covering, and yeah. uh, wears it to a public school in Frisco. <coughs> And was basically being bullied and called a terrorist for wearing oh, a hijab. And, uh, you know, and they were just talking about how the school was addressing that and, and that sort of stuff. But this is just a reality in our culture. And it's not yeah. just because middle school kids were being middle school kids and we were all idiots in middle school. It's not just that. This is something that's in our culture. There is a yeah. there is a fear of general Muslims. And I'm not talking about ISIS or Al Qaeda or whatever. We're talking about just general Muslims, not extremists. Sure. But there is a. Uh, there is a, um, a, f- a fear, uh, and I think we have an opportunity to reach out with the love of Christ to Muslims because I think they know in the Bible Belt or in a majority, uh, at least professing Christian area, that uh, they are viewed with suspicion and fear. And here's what I found. I'm no expert. I don't have you know 20 close Muslim friends, so I'm not 
putting myself out as an example as, you know, they're here. But I do have some and I have had some very meaningful conversations. And what I found is any kind of suspicion or fear that I had, uh, which, frankly, I would have as well, just like, hey, what, what, are, what is going on over there in that mosque? What are they doing? You know, uh, <laughs> I, I found that we just fear what we don't know. Yeah. And my point of view has been very much changed. Are there extreme Muslims? Absolutely. Are there extreme Christians? Absolutely. Absolutely. One of them walked in and shot up a uh, uh, a synagogue in the yeah. area that I came from before planting this church. We were right down the street from that synagogue. Wow. So uh, he was a professing Christian in a reformed, yeah. grew up in a reformed yeah, family. His parents, his parents, I think is his dad an elder. Yeah. I don't know. So he, so <coughs> do I want that guy to represent all of Christianity? Right. Absolutely not. Yeah. And nor do I think that ISIS represents all of Islam right. at all. So um, here's what I think about Ramadan is that I just think at least my limited experience with Muslims is to tr- to befriend yeah. to befriend them and treat them your coworker or your Muslim neighbor take an interest in their life. Here's what I would say: if you have a coworker who's Muslim this month, um, and in particular, this is a great time, or a neighbor, why don't you just ask them? Hey, tell me about Ramadan. Yeah, and like sometimes as Christians, we have these big walls. Like, oh wow, well, will I get converted? Or well, <laughs> not if you're genuinely born again, you won't. But you know, we're like fearful. Why can't we? <clears throat> we live in a pluralistic culture. We have to learn to build bridges and yeah. not be motivated by fear. So why don't you ask them? Tell me about Ramadan. What what is? Why is that meaningful to you? What are yeah. what are the rules? Are you hungry? <laughs> you know, yeah. they don't eat during the day. How yeah. do you deal with fasting uh, like uh, like that? How does your family deal with it? I'm ignorant. I want to learn. You know, posture yourself as a learner. I have found to build friendships with people coming from different places, we have to posture ourselves as learners. Yeah. And and I think they generally, folks respect that and they'll answer your questions. Yeah. Um, and th- this is not a compromise of the Christian faith. This is loving people. And, um, and I found as I've related with people of other faiths or atheists or people from very different worldviews and lifestyles, it's only strengthened my faith in yeah. the process, you know, but Hey, I want to know about you and tell me about that. And, um, well, let's get together and talk and not just so that let me get in my point about Jesus. Why right. don't you just get yeah. to know them and befriend them? And you know what? If you love them, there'll be an opportunity. You don't have to uh, buttonhole them and close the sale. Uh, just love them and yeah. take an interest in them. And, uh, you know, I have found them actually you and I and, and some folks, we attended their celebration dinner for their iftar last year yeah. there at the mosque. And, um, it's a, they closed their fast one night. We didn't worship a lot at their gathering, but we have, we learned about what they do. It yeah. was more of a cultural interest mm-hmm. thing. We learned about what they do, and we made some friends. And I've had opportunity through that sort of stuff to uh, um, to share the gospel. I've yeah. had opportunity to really clearly share the gospel with people that don't really know. They know cultural Christianity. What a joy to get to know someone and say, let me disavow <laughs> So much of cultural Christianity and say, this is what this is the real Jesus, of the Bible and what he teaches and what he did. This is the cross of resurrection. Um, grace is attractive, you know. And so I think this is an opportunity where this is their time of the year that's very special for them. Yeah. So why don't you ask them? Uh, don't don't we'll never have an opportunity to share the good news with anybody if we're isolated and in fear and prejudging them. Yeah. I just haven't found anybody <clears throat> came into the kingdom because of prejudice. I, I just, <laughs> well, they really yeah. looked down on me and that led me to Jesus. Yeah. They were really afraid of me and now how tell me about your Christ, yeah. you know. Uh, we want to represent the good news by uh, by being loving. And so yeah. I think there's an opportunity to build a bridge, ask some questions, and see what happens. I think you'll be surprised at uh, what might come from it. So Yeah, that's good. 
Um, <clears throat> I was trying to think of some, like, practical things. Like, you were saying, like, hey, if you work with someone who's a Muslim, ask them about Ramadan. Yeah, yeah. Ask them what it's all about. Yeah. Ask them, like, what it means what's to What's it like for you? Yeah, what, what's their experience with it? Another thing I was thinking about is, you know, we, you know that they can't eat during daylight hours. Yeah. So uh, they'll be fasting on their lunch sure. break. If they're praying, that's sure. great. If not, you know, maybe uh, as a way of just saying, hey, you're my friend. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to eat my lunch. Let's go on a walk and talk or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that's great. Hey, I, I won't eat either. I'm not going to invite you to lunch, but let's go. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, I think that's a great idea, Jared. So I think we need to look at stuff like this and say, you know what? We are not, we're not living in Sunday school. We're living in a, uh, you know, this is a, we're living in a pluralistic world. And this is part of what I'm studying. I'm a little, little amped up about this. This is part of what I'm studying on my uh, sabbatical is yeah. this idea. And I hope to come back and do some teaching on it and, and help us as a church, equip us and learn myself. But how do we build bridges? Yeah. And I just think we have to get out from our four walls and say, boy, it is a, we're not to be scared of the big bad world. I think yeah. we're to be loving and engaging. And Jesus has sent us and promised us as we saw today, back to the sermon that he will bear fruit. And yeah. let's ask him and uh, let's take initiative and 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 uh, what and love people yeah. and uh, look for opportunities through a loving friendship and relationship. Be praying all the time. Look for opportunities to represent Christ, and yeah. you just never know what he will what he will do in someone else's life um, to to lead them to him. So anyway, there it is. Maybe our. I don't know. Maybe our most controversial podcast. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe we're, so. We're hitting all the... I'm riding off in the sunset, though. I'm headed off to sabbatical. I know, so you're leaving me behind. Ugly, <laughs> if I said anything that offends <coughs> gun owners or uh, somebody who's uh, really nervous about what I said about... Uh, hopefully nobody's nervous about befriending a Muslim, but yeah, I don't know. So anyway... Uh, if anybody's offended, uh, well, I'm. Uh, you guys sort it out. Yeah, you're taking off, so I'm it's not here. your problem. Yeah, cool, man. Well, we're excited for you to get to you know take a Thanks, few man. months off and uh, Thanks, do some uh, time to rest and to Thanks, brother. learn and to read and yeah, you know, like Bob was saying, smooch. Yeah, that was great, Bob. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, I just want to say, Jared, the show must go on, and it's so true. it will go on. With the podcast will continue uh, this summer. Um, I don't know if there's a week you're out of town. I'm not saying every week. There may be a week. It's one week. We missed a couple of weeks recently. But yeah, it'll yeah, gen- yeah. generally, the plan is most every week. Yeah. Uh, it'll be happening with uh, different folks on here with you. And, uh, yeah. you. and here's the beautiful thing. You are the, the line of continuity. You are the continuity. Mm. There'll be different folks in this chair speaking. Uh, but you are the constant. And so we look to you in oh, that way. Man. Yeah, I'm going to be the familiar voice to comfort you, you in, you know, it's it's a lot like the 23rd Psalm is like, you know, we're going to be walking through this valley. You know, it looks like it's the shadow of death. Yes. Craig's gone. He's going. You oh, know, brother, doing whatever the heck he's get doing. Get out of here. But Jared is there to, to hold our hand yeah. and walk with us as, yeah. you're, as you're Craig has gone there. on his podcast. So. Very good. Yeah, it's going to be a, a good time, but we're going to miss you. Yeah, and, thank you. I'll uh, miss you too. Yeah. Have a great summer, and uh, I'll, see, I'll see you before summer's over. But uh, yeah, for look, sure. look forward to... Uh, People, uh, you know, the Psalms this summer, maybe someone's going to do Psalm 23, mm-hmm. uh, but I, the, I don't I can't remember, but uh, they'll be doing the various Psalms and there's some good ones. Um, I'm excited about it. at one point, there's going to be a couple of lament Psalms two weeks in a row, learning how to relate, mm. uh, you know, with the lament Psalms. I know yeah. Psalm one is going to be done, which oh, is, a, it's, it's a, it's just a powerful passage. Yeah. Um, uh, Psalm 127 will be covered, I think, on Father's Day. So there's going to be oh, some really good, good psalms that'll be will be in there. So That's great. Anyway, uh, right. I'm uh, it'll be a great summer and the classes as well. So have fun with the classes. Have fun with your class. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Great. I'm looking forward to it. Is and, there anything specific that people can be praying for you? Oh, this thank you. Well, I I think pray for. Um, 
I think pray that the Lord, I've got a lot of stuff that you know, I'm trying to balance. I got a lot of stuff I could read and study, but I'm also wanting to get rest for my soul and, and for my body and mind. Mm-hmm. So I think the balance of when to rest and when to engage, I love you know, study and stuff like that. But, yeah. but so I think the balance of that, I want to hit the, we've talked about that. I've talked about that the pastors a little bit of my time. So I want to make sure I balance that right. Uh, so that would be one thing, the Lord to keep us healthy and, you know, that there wouldn't be something that just is distraction, unhealth, unhelpful distraction from our, uh, from our, uh, time and that, but we could really be, be, uh, focused. So, you know, how things come up, they can distract you from what you're supposed to be doing. So I, I sure. just pray that that would be the case. So undistracted focus time with the Lord and just knowing how to like, well, have to balance our life. I mean, I realize it's such a privilege to have to balance rest and study. So that I, I'm at a very privileged, uh, oppor- to have an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful for it. But, um, in that, I just want to, I want to steward the time well. And, you know, I, I, I am to rest and I am to do some studies. So yeah, I'm a steward. There's, there's a responsibility there. I, it's a responsibility that I come back with, uh, you know, having uh, that, that, that by grace, I'm um, retuned a bit, you know. Yeah. And so I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not entering into this haphazardly. I'm entering into it right. focusing. Lord, make the most of the time. Yeah. So hopefully I'll, I'll come back and... Um, um, ready to ready to go and talk about some of the things like we talked about here today about building bridges. That's one of the things we'll yeah. talk about when I'm coming back. So when it's I come back, we'll do Jonah. We're going to talk about uh, yeah. Jonah's the first study when yeah, I get back. It's going to be great. So anyway. Looking forward to it. Well, okay, my we friend. will certainly be praying for you and we'll miss you. And uh, uh, just praying that, that God does uh, some uh, profound stuff uh, both in your heart and, and, and Thanks, in your man. mind as you're reading and learning. Yeah, thank you, buddy. All the opportunities. Well, uh, guys, thanks again for joining us for this podcast. As a reminder, uh, feel free to text in your uh, sermon-related questions to 469-573-2920, and we hope to answer them here. And, uh, yeah, it's not going to be Craig and me uh, for the next couple months, but it's going to be me and and someone. I know Rob, Caleb, uh, and a few other guest speakers are going to be here this summer. So it's going to be a good time. So keep listening, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you again next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.